0: There and treasure. And like I said, in the studio with me this morning, our guest is one of the town treasures, a lady called Carolyn Drury, who I know from way, way back. We, we go back a, an awful long time. Carolyn, good morning. Thank you very much for joining me. Good morning, June. It's, it's a pleasure. A, it's a bit of a relief to have somebody with me. <laughs> I, mean, I was a bit... Um, uh, perplexed this morning when i arrived to find i was um, on my own caroline we as i say we go back an awful long time don't we yes um
1: i think it was when we resurrected newark carnival june Absolutely. And that was yes. a miracle in itself. Yes. Wasn't
0: it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'd forgotten about that. I mean I remember the days when, when I worked for the district council and um you were running NITS events on a regular basis and I was getting all the information from you and putting it in our What's On guide. Yes, that's right. Um I also remember uh, joining you down at Kelham Hall for two or three of the Wolfett events events yes timothy west was one if i remember rightly yes we've had lots
1: of famous yes
0: yeah we'll talk a little bit more about the the trust a little bit later on um and i also remember um, coming around to your house on at least one occasion and I seem to think a small amount of alcohol might have been involved uh, yes maybe just, just, a, little. just a tipple yes yes not Sorry. a lot um I'm sure we were we were doing serious things business things I at think the time we were. yes I would imagine so so Carolyn um you've lived in Newark most of your life were you born in the town
1: I was so yes.
0: you are a native I am you are you don't and I'm very
1: proud of <laughs> and, well. and
0: you seem to be um, uh, uh, every time I hear you uh, or see anything about you you're talking about you know um, loving Newark and and um, obviously even when you've gone away you've come back um, and again we'll talk about when you went away for your um, drama training in a little while but um, yes it, it definitely seems to be um, a town that um, you hold close to your heart
1: I do indeed and of course my family did my father was passionate about Newark, just as i am and he was town mayor of course at one point really yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and and your daughter barley i mean she's she's moved away now. no that's
1: nicky mckay's daughter oh Nikki. i'm sorry i'm having a bra- i'm having a brainstorm yeah. um i do have four children my <laughs> oldest daughter lives in brighton and my son lives in aberdeen can you believe it so they couldn't be further apart but I am fortunate enough to have two daughters who live in Newark. Which which is the daughter who
0: I contacted to get your email then? And my brain's gone. Was it Flick? Flick, of course it was Flick, Flick. yes, yeah. yes, it was, yes. Now that explains because i I put something on our um girls around town um website every week talking about um upcoming guests and i always tag people who i think would be interested when i share it on facebook and i've got a nasty feeling sneaky feeling that i tagged barley instead of flick on it which explains why i didn't get any response from her doesn't it yes Yes. Oh dear! My apologies to Flick if she's listening. Is she likely to be listening? Yes, do you i think? should my Good, bit. good. My apologies to her. I didn't mean to tag her, and my apologies also to Barley if she wonders whether I've uh, sort of lost my marbles suddenly. <laughs> So, we're going to be talking to Carolyn, um, mainly in the second hour of the show, about um, some of the things that she's been doing over the last, am I allowed to say how many years? 50 years. 50 years. Um, So, going back a long, long way, a career that spans um, the last five decades and um, involves all sorts of um, drama-related, mostly drama-related things, I think, aren't they, Carolyn? Yes, I mean
1: my expertise so i'm told is raising achievement through role play and that's a lot of the work i did and that and that, that that presumably
0: was was uh, sort of the core factor of yes. um, nits for example yes, yes yes so caroline as i say has mentored and and, and um uh, encouraged lots and lots of youngsters to follow in her footsteps in uh, in the performing arts we'll be finding out a little bit more about that later on you're listening to Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark this Sunday morning. A bit a bit of a cool one, but not too bad. Um, we are talking to Carolyn Drury about her long and illustrious career in drama here in Newark. Carolyn, going back then right to the beginning. So you were born here, you went to school, presumably Yes, I went Newark. to
1: Lillian Stone, the grammar school, and was supposed to be going to university until somebody said why don't you go to drama school, which amazed me. So I did audition, and I got a scholarship to the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London. And that kind of... um
0: First of all, why did whoever it was say, why don't you go to drama school? What 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 prompted them to put you in that I'd direction? I think i done
1: quite a lot of drama at school, acting at school. And I also had lessons with the wonderful Sheila Mumby, who's still teaching. And it was she who said, I think you could go to drama school. So, so, so you had, what, three, four years at drama school? Drama? Just two. two. Just two years. It was mm-hmm. a straight acting mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. And then... I know this sounds pathetic, but I realised that I wasn't really that good compared with a lot of the other people I was with. And I also lacked a bit of confidence to strike out on my own in those days. So instead, I came back and trained to be a teacher, did two years at Eaton Hall Training College and loved teaching, really enjoyed it. uh, Sorry, go on. My, I did graduate from school teaching to the college and I became head of arts at the college, a job which I enjoyed, until it was the, first, the last year that um, lecturers could take early retirement. And I'd invented the nearly instant theatre by that time. So I took the bravest decision of my life and gave up this really well-paid job to start the business. And I loved every minute of it. You know, I've had 20 odd years of doing all kinds of exciting projects and meeting lots of people and travelling. It's been great. Well, we're talking a bit
0: more detail about some of those projects, particularly with the Nits ones. I was going to say um, we've got a lot in common because I, I did a fair amount of drama at school um, and then I I didn't go to drama um, school or, or, or whatever. I, I did go to university, um, and then I went into teaching, and that's where I was going to say we've got quite a lot of it in common. But then it changed quite dramatically because we haven't got that much in common as far as teaching is concerned. Because I hated it, <laughs> I really, really hated it. I couldn't get out of it fast enough. <laughs> so, um, but but certainly that that school drama. I mean, I used to love. Um, I played leading roles in school dramas and things, and I also um, joined the um, operatic society when I was at uni, um, and I did all sorts of Gilbert Sullivan. I did enjoy being on stage, but I guess like you, I didn't have, um, uh, I, 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 it wasn't going to be my career being an actress, certainly not being a singer. I mean, I can sing, but not uh, to the extent that I would sing on a stage on my own. So we do have a few things in common. We'll find out more, if uh, find out if there are more things we've got in common in the second hour of the show after the news, which is coming up uh, in just a few moments. So stay tuned to us. Uh, you're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio York with me, June Rollins, and my guests for this morning, Carolyn Drury. And we're going to be chatting... Uh, Um, Throughout the rest of the show, all about some of the things Carolyn has done over the past 50 years here in Newark. You're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio New It with me, June Rollins, and my guest for this morning, Carolyn Drury. It's probably not a million, but I'm sure that with Carolyn's help, uh, quite a lot of youngsters in and around the town managed to achieve their dreams in terms of um, performing, performing uh, the performing arts and such like. So let's talk a little bit about NITS, Carolyn. Explain where it came from, where the idea came from, and, and what it actually did.
1: What happened when I was at the college... Anthony Bilton, who some people will remember as a local singer, had written and directed and acted in a play that he was doing at the palace. And he telephoned me and said, would I go and help him with the children, because he wasn't coping very well. So I did that, and one of the girls said to me when the show came down, Carolyn, please will you do some drama in the summer holidays? So that gave me a lot to think about, and I realised I couldn't do a scripted play, otherwise... I'd be working all summer. So I devised the Nearly Instant Theatre. And it's called that because what we do is nearly instant. So I write a story, I hand out various scenes to people who work for me, leaders, and they actually devise the content. And I also employ a choreographer and a pianist. So our proud boast is that we do a musical in a week, five days and that has happened miraculously many many times and I'm not really about teaching theatre skills although that happens by the by it's really about giving children confidence because I think if you can give children confidence it's a gift for life and that's what I think is important about the work I do or did. Very much so yes yes and and
0: you had quite a lot of kids taking part in these didn't you now i know i i I, um i saw the article in the advertiser a little while ago and it said that um the first one that you'd i think it's the first one yes um 130
1: took part that's right it was amazing (laughs) um i did of course uh manage the art department at the college So I'd also, as part of this knit thing, organised that some of the children would make props and costumes and bits and pieces. So about 30-odd of those did art, and we did a play with 80-plus children. It was amazing, really amazing. We did it in the college sports hall. And I always remember Chris Grant, who many of you will know, was the guest of honour, and he said, I'm sure this will go on and on. And he was right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did, did you even imagine that it would go on for quite as long as it did? No. <laughs> and, and and basically, most of most, if not all of these, these took place in the school holidays. So sometimes it was for a week, sometimes it was just, if I remember rightly, a couple of three days. Yes. Yeah.
1: But I also had contracts all over the country to go and do raising achievement through role play. I worked in Stoke-on-Trent for six years doing... A, a sort of nits things about an old coal mine that was being turned into an energy centre. So that was fun, I enjoyed that. Yes, lots of stuff out uh, of New
0: York. And, and in, in some of the cases, not, not just for kids, there's various different age groups that you were working with.
1: Yes. Adults don't like role-play generally, do they? <laughs> But I have done various training courses, or been asked to take part in various training courses where I did role-play and usually managed to make people laugh and enjoy it.
0: Now, uh, just glancing down at the notes I've got here, um, you've also worked as a professional director and you are a member of the Guild of Drama Adjudicators. What does a drama adjudicator do? Well, there are
1: lots of drama festivals going on in England and I trained with GODA, which is the Guild of Drama Adjudicators, a long time ago, And we were sent to various festivals all over the country to watch the plays, give advice, mark them and present awards. I have given up doing that now. I just never enjoyed being in a hotel on my own for a week. Because, of course, I wasn't allowed to make friends with any of the participants (laughs) in these festivals. But I did do a lot and some of it was very enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) right
0: let's have a little bit more music and then we're going to talk about some well first of all when we come back we'll talk about um some of the reasons why knits um is perhaps or or why you decided perhaps knits was not the way forward um any longer um i'm sure that um we'll 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 have um, a number of different reasons and one of them of course will be the variety of things that kids have to do these days You're listening to The Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark, me, June Rollins, and also with my guest this morning, Carolyn Drury, who I have labelled on our website and on our Facebook page, the drama queen of Newark, but in the nicest possible way. Uh, Because we all know that um, ordinarily when you call somebody a drama queen, it's not exactly a compliment. But in this case, believe me, Carolyn, it is. Thank you. Right, we have been talking, we were talking before that um, last song, about knits and um, other... um, workshops and similar that caroline was running so um caroline you you reached a
1: point when you decided that um knits would be no longer i had decided to give up well about now in the new year but i decided anyway i'd run the november session and then because lincolnshire had different holidays to us and in the meantime a lot of my attendees had started to go into lincolnshire schools I had 12 apologies from regulars that they weren't going to come. And numbers had been dropping off anyway. I had nothing like 80 anymore. So I just thought, well, enough is enough because I can't stand the stress of worrying about how many people are going to turn up. And I'll always miss it because I loved it and I loved watching the children and and the great joy of working with the young people who've always been fabulous, you know, the young people who work for me but there comes a time, doesn't there, June?
0: There does indeed, yeah. yes, yes. And and is anybody else carrying on the mantle in a similar sort of way that you know of?
1: Or? I don't think anyone else does the kind of work we did, which was all devised and creative. I think most of them just do versions of musicals or something. But there are quite a lot of drama companies in Newark now that run weekly, which is something else parents want, and which I'd done in the past and didn't want to, the commitment anymore. So, hopefully, if children want to learn about the theatre, they can still find opportunities. Absolutely. And, and
0: hopefully they will continue to do so, yeah. um, because um, there, there is something about the theatre. Even, even if you're... Uh, I mean, great if you're taking part, but just going to the theatre, you know, um, it, it seems a great shame... would seem a great shame if people would stop getting involved in... Um, either actively or as an audience.
1: And it's even more shocking that so many schools don't do it anymore either. Uh, And all the arts in general slowly slipping by the wayside, it's criminal. But we know, as with everything, it'll come back, it will return, (laughs) and somebody will think they've invented it.
0: (laughs) What do they say? Plus ça change, plus (laughs) c'est la même chose. Um, What goes around comes around. A bit like miniskirts. Um, Moving swiftly on,
1: so... um, Writing—that's that's what you're going to concentrate on. Writing. Well, I've wanted to be a writer ever since I can remember, um, and I wrote actually my first book when I was nine, and it sounds so pretentious. I wrote a book about the poet laureates, and what that meant was I'd taken a book out of the library and I had an exercise book, and I put the name of the poet laureate, then copied out the relevant <laughs> facts. <laughs> So whether that's still hanging around in the Drury Archive, I don't know. (laughs) A little bit of plagiarism there. (laughs) But English was always my best subject at school, and I should have gone and done an English degree, really. But in those days, they had this ridiculous system at the grammar school that if you weren't, well, my grammar school, if you weren't very good at French in year one... You had to do music instead of Latin, and in those days you needed Latin to do an English degree. So for me, as someone who can't sing a note, I found learning music, I don't think I did learn much agony and a total waste of time. But anyway, I enjoyed my time at Guildhall, and I loved teaching, so it all worked out right in the end. But I have... That's another reason why I decided to give up knits. Because I've just had a couple of one-act plays published and I've been writing musicals, which is incredible for me. So I've already done two and I'm on my third one, which will be on at the Robin Hood Theatre in May. And I don't write the music, needless to say. I have Cliff McArdle, who people will know, as my musical director. And we have a great time, great fun. And and when when you say
0: um you write the musicals, do you do you write the lyrics for the songs or does somebody else for no, the music? Cliff writes
1: the lyrics. So he does the all the musical yeah, bit, yeah. you do the words. I, I yes, I write the lib with ideas for, for the songs for Cliff to write. And he does brilliant songs, absolutely brilliant. So so tell us a little bit about this one. What what's the story? Well, I wanted to write one that ended with a wedding, because there's so much drama in a wedding. So I asked everyone I could think of if they'd ever been to an interesting wedding. And my son's partner said when she just left university, she was invited to be a bridesmaid in Liverpool. And when she arrived at the venue, or uh, the house of the bride... The whole house was covered in Liverpool football colours and posters because the bridegroom was a passionate Liverpool fan.
0: Can I I just stop you just for a moment? We will continue with this, but for an awful moment, I thought you were going to be talking about my wedding. Right, I got married in liverpool shortly after i left university my husband and and i at the same time as well were avid liverpool fans we went and watched the match in the cop every other week obviously because they played away um on alternate weeks and i'm and i was at liverpool university i think i said i i was panicking for a moment that we were about to lead into somebody who'd gone to my wedding um but i I think not um right so continue sorry i interrupted so
1: apparently (laughs) at this wedding it was all themed in liverpool Colours and the bridegroom in his speech talked mainly about the club, and all the young men, instead of listening to any speeches, were following the match (laughs) on their phones. So that gave me the idea. So I've called it Strike a Match because strike is a football term, and a match is a wedding or a football game. (laughs) And I finished it now and we're starting rehearsals the first week of february so does it have a happy ending of course it's a yes. My,
0: yes mine mine kind of didn't because um at the end of my um af- after the wedding and after the reception and whatever i my husband and i went to spend the first night of our honeymoon so to speak in a hotel in central liverpool and i came down with a virus in the middle of the night and spent um all night and most of the following day with a raging temperature lying on the bed in this extremely expensive hotel thinking i was on at death's door um and we had to cancel the rest of the honeymoon as well but um that's by the by so do we have a date for when the um when the play um
1: Yes. It, it opens on the 14th of May and runs till the 18th of May at the Robin Hood Theatre. And tickets are available already on the Robin Hood website.
0: Right. Well, we will put up a link um, to that uh, this afternoon. Or I will put up a link to that this afternoon. And I might even remember to tag it into your daughter rather than somebody else's well, yeah.
1: daughter. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: so we have been talking about um carolyn's current what, what, what carolyn's up to now now you've you've got um i'm just re- leaning over and looking you've got something else in the pipeline here this um this is something you've been involved with for quite some time and we've mentioned it already the wool endowment uh, the trust um and i remember as i said before back in the day going to a couple of them in the would it have been in the Carriage Court? It was, it yes. was wasn't it? Yes, yes, in the Carriage Court at Kelham Hall in the days when it still belonged to the District Council. And it is a long, long time ago, I have to say. Um, so, it, first of all, explain to people what the Wolfit Foundation is.
1: The Wolfit Trust, or the endowment fund as its proper name is, makes money, in as much as we can, to give grants to local drama students. And by local, we mean... Newark or Boulderton because Donald Wolfett was born in Boulderton and um, it's important these days because it's terribly difficult for drama students to get any sort of funding whatsoever which is why actually most of the drama schools now you can get a degree so we give money to people who've been to drama school or done a drama degree at university and we usually give a £1,000 in for the final year when they need to have photographs and such like. So it's important to me anyway and to a lot of us. And one of the fundraising events that we've done every year forever is to do a lecture with a famous person. Last year we had Alan Aitbourne and could have sold the tickets twice over. This year we have someone less well-known although someone who's been involved in entertainment for years and that's local writer Billy Ivory who's known as one of Britain's leading TV and theatre writers and he did actually write Torville and Dean that was on over Christmas and this is happening Sunday the 27th of January at three o'clock at the Civic Suite in Castle House which is the new home of Newton Sherwood District Council, it's a beautiful room, well appointed, and we're lucky to have it.
0: And 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 just going back, I mean, I mentioned a couple of people that um, I'd um, heard speak at previous events. Um, particularly, as I say, I remember Timothy West, and I also remember, and I, I, can't, I can't think of the lady, but um, blonde, and she was involved with the Bond thingies. Oh yes, uh, blonde. I, I can't remember. It, may, it, it might come back to me. But, yeah. but you've had some, some seriously famous people, haven't you, yes. um, come and do that?
1: Um. Yes. Um, I think Imelda Staunton was my fam- most favourite because she was so funny and so good. Although somebody did ask her how she learnt her lines, which made me cringe. <laughs> because, of course, it's their job, so they look lines. Uh, <laughs> no she was lovely but most of them are really most of them are.
0: yes it, because you say it's a lecture but of course it's it's not sort of like you know sit there and take no, notes of it is a, a relatively light-hearted and, and and entertaining you know stories yes. of their lives kind of thing so anybody who um is interested in um the story behind the story so to speak the story behind yes. the actor or actress or, or writer um uh, in in this case um they're they're going to get a little bit of a um
1: peek behind the curtain, so to yes, speak, can not they? Yes, that's right. Yes, they're often quite gossipy, which is great though. Um, and as part of this event, we do an afternoon tea thrown in. And for some reason, I've, I'm always doing catering for things. And I do have my health certificate, or whatever it's called. And I've always loved cooking, loved entertaining. So I should be making tea for 150 people <laughs> for the Wolfhead event. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and of
0: course it, it, it's next week isn't it yes it's, it's not yes. it's very very close um sold out already no so if anybody um, wants
1: we've sold about two-thirds of the tickets but we're hopeful that we will yes out. oh yes i'm sure
0: we are heading very quickly up to the top of the hour, to 12 noon, which of course means that Craig will be joining us for his Sunday lunch show. But we've got just a little bit more time, 10 10 minutes or so, a little bit of that um, time to continue talking to Carolyn. There is another event, Carolyn, that you wanted to mention. Tell us yes. about that one.
1: There is a, a lovely theatre company in Newark called the Argent Community Theatre who do shows all over the place. And they have taken on this huge task of doing Brassed Off, which is going to be at Newark Academy 10th to the 13th of April. And Brassed Off, as you may remember, is the story of the brass band at the closure of the pits. Excellent film, and I'm sure it'll be an excellent play.
0: And, and presumably a fair amount of music, br- brass music in it. Yes, itself, I have got
1: the brass band, and to my horror, I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> But I know the director of the show searched high and low to find a brass band. It's one of the ex-collery brass bands rather than a local one.
0: Because we are actually quite well endowed in this area, not specifically in Newark, but in this general area with, with former colliery bands, yes. aren't we? There are quite a few.
1: And you know what else there are a lot of in Newark? It's choirs. Yes. I don't know whether it's Gareth Malone or somebody's influence, (laughs) but suddenly we've got loads of choirs. And another thing that the Woolfit are doing in March is the Speech and Drama Festival and a choir festival... So, if anyone's interested in taking part in that, do get in touch. Yes, um, singing. Um, uh, there's a lot of a
0: lot going on at the moment. We've had one or two guests in talking about um, things like the tuneless choir. You know, you don't have to be able to sing. You, you don't right. have to be. You don't have to be able to hold a note to be able to sing, shall we say? And the tuneless choir. I mean, um, I can remember when we first in- interviewed um, uh, the. Organiser mm-hmm. whose name has just gone straight out of my head. It was there before I started this sentence. Um, when, when she'd got just the one, and now they're not only across England, but they're actually she's got them further afield. She's got them in Europe. Yeah. Um, and then there's, um, I think there's something they call themselves the, the Rock Choir or something. Yes, there um, is the Rock And lots and lots of um, relatively informal choirs that people can just get together and have a good old sing song. Because there's nothing like a good old Mm. sing song, is there? Um, It it, it lifts your spirits, if nothing else, doesn't it? Yeah, And and a musical... a musical play or a musical film or a or, or piece of theatre, again, can be very, very um, uplifting, especially some of those that you they do
1: sing along ones, don't they? You can yes, go and do sing along yes, at ABBA and They're
0: things good. like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and of course, one of our local stars, Oscar Conlon Murray, who worked for me at NITS is now uh, rehearsing for Only Fools and Horses in the West End. Really? Yes.
0: Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fantastic, Caroline. It's been fantastic talking to you as well, and and fantastic seeing you after such a long, long time. Um, Perhaps you need to get a get one of the uh, the bottle opener, bottle opener, and the bottle, and I'll pop round again for another. Yes, let's do that. Perhaps not at this time of no, (laughs) but but maybe now that we have made contact again, um, we could raise a glass to the we could raise a glass to the success of your new career. We could. We could indeed.